0: Life Audio. Hello everyone. Welcome back to How to Study the Bible. I'm your host, Nicole Eunice, and we're starting off a new season, and I'm so excited about that. It's been a little break here in the month of August, and lots of change in my home. Maybe lots of change in your place too, wherever that place may be. Guys, this is podcast has been such a gift to me it's such a wonderful place that i get to share ministry with you and it's just been a surprise to see how meaningful it's been for you and how many of you have been joining us Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So just a couple updates if you're new with us or if you've been part of this podcast for the last couple of years. We have grown our community has grown. And I just got some updates from our team. And here's a few updates for you. We've had 175,000 downloads of this podcast in the last six months. We just in the last month had 88 countries represented here in listeners. We have 288 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and more than a thousand of you went through our Spiritual Rhythms series this summer. So that was all Very exciting. I wanted to share with you a couple of the countries that are represented here. Obviously, the U.S. is one of them, but also Australia, Canada, the UK, India, the Philippines, the Puerto Rico, Singapore, South Africa, South Korea, so many places. So if you are one of those who's joining us from around the world, we just want to say welcome. And we're so glad that you're here with us. And I hope that. This is a very meaningful experience for you where you get to connect with God's Word. Isn't it amazing that the Word of God just absolutely transcends any cultural differences that we may experience? The Word of God transcends class and race and gender and status and job titles and age and every single thing that the world can use to create divides within us the Word of God actually unites. And I wanted to share those things with you guys because I think that is one of the places that we see that experience play out is in the way that we are able to discern the truth of God in a way that matters individually for each of our lives, no matter how different our lives may be. And that's why we keep making the Word of God the foundational element that we're building our life on. Um, we, We can't ever master it, You'll never know it well enough. You can never stop being a learner as as long as you have the posture that this life is an adventure that God has called us to, and he is going to equip us for every part of this life, and that our role is to place ourselves in a position where we continue to be formed and shaped by the Word of God, by the experience of God, that we we continue to align our life in a way that allows us to grow toward Christ-likeness, toward what God is calling each and every one of us to, because your life has purpose, your life has meaning, it is important to God, and He wants it to be important to you. And this is a place, when we go to God's Word, where we can reorient and realign our lives in a way that helps us stay true, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, even when life changes around us, even when the world is turbulent, even when we experience personal storms in our life, the Word of God becomes that foundational place for us. So the fact that we get to do that together around the world in just a few minutes every week is pretty incredible. So, I'm so grateful for you guys. Before we get into this series, I just wanted to to have a little pastoral chat with you. I've already I've already started it, obviously, but just wanted to chat with you for a moment about life and about change. So, we've gone through a ton of change in my family. We sent off our second child to college, our only daughter, Cameron is now away at school our older son is in college and is is moving toward making you know adult decisions making life decisions with his life we've got one child left at home Dave and I have been married coming up on 26 years we've had a lot of life together but yet life continues to change it continues to ask new things of us i have some new projects, new assignments at work that are are quite demanding. And I myself am trying to keep up with what does it look like to be a person who's always evolving. It's so interesting how hard it is after a certain age, you know, around midlife, you can get pretty fossilized, <laughs> pretty, pretty stuck in one way of living. And coming to God's word being open to change is one of those places where we continue to be able to grow and i think it's important to recognize i know i've seen it in my own life and in in some friends lives that you know midlife is demanding and it can be easy to get stuck in our ways and to get stuck in our habits and and not and miss out on the good growth that God has ahead because he always has good growth for us even if you are in the worst of circumstances even if you are truly in the depths right now, God has good growth that can come from that place. God has not left you. He has not abandoned you. He is with you. Perhaps your change doesn't look like my change, which is, is what we would call eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. stress is good stress. When good things happen, everything that's happened in our life on on the whole has been good. But it's still stressful, still change. Maybe your your stress has been not good. Stress has been change that you didn't expect or that you didn't want. Maybe part of what you're struggling with is that things haven't changed. You know, that's, that's one of the most difficult things is when we've been waiting for change, when we've been waiting for the good things that we think that God has called us to, and we don't see them coming. And actually, this season for us is about perseverance, and it's about being faithful. So wherever you find yourself, the reality is that change is inevitable, but it is also really hard. And when change is hard and when things are hard, we generally tend to slip back into our comfort zone, our, our comfortable escape habits that keep us just kind of numb from life. Dealing with and facing the reality of your emotions, facing the reality of your vulnerabilities, facing even the reality of your mortality, the fact that we never get these days back and that our days are numbered and we don't know how long we have um, here on this earth, the fact that there is so much that we cannot control. Many times when we feel the stress of all those things, what we want to do is slip back into habits that are about controlling things or about numbing from things or about escaping from things. And God's call to us is to live a full integrated whole life with him, where we bring all of that complicated stuff to him. And so I was getting ready to start a different series coming into the fall, but really just in this month off have have been praying and, and, and spending time with God and realizing, you know, if you follow the practices that we set up this summer, these spiritual practices, a lot of those spiritual rhythms were designed to make space so that you could settle and be real, but if you settle and you get real, you will have to face complicated emotions. And many, many, many of us never take the courageous journey of actually facing complicated emotions, of actually engaging our real fear, engaging our true insecurities, engaging our real vulnerability, engaging the fact that we don't have control. We just, we just don't do it. And what happens over time is we become more and more superficial in our life. We become less and less able to bring out from a deep well love and compassion for our neighbor, for our family, for the hurt of this world. We get less and less in touch with the purpose and specific plan that God has called each one of us to. And so if we continue to never take that journey, that courageous journey, into dealing with our reality of being real, then we will miss out on a lot. Doesn't mean you're losing your salvation, doesn't mean anything like that. It just means that we've got journeys that we are invited to take here in this land and in this world, and some of us will take them and some of us won't. And I want for as many of us as possible in whatever country you're coming from, I want us to be equipped to be real. And if you did the things that we sort of practiced this summer, if you did those spiritual rhythms, and if you make that space, inevitably, if you make space, if you create silence, if you put your phone down, if you allow solitude, you will have to face reality. And that's why a lot of us don't do it. And that's why it's actually super hard. So, what I want to do over the next few weeks is just a very practical Lord, hear our prayer, like hear my prayer. And I want to engage some of those complicated emotions that you may be experiencing if you make space. I want to talk about how we hear from God when we're scared, how we hear from God when we are misunderstood, how we hear from God when we feel overwhelmed how we feel, hear from God when we feel sad for others or we, we don't know how to care for others. So we're gonna work through a bunch of those complicated emotions. And I'd love if it would be helpful to you if you wanna reach out to me and share a story or if you have a specific emotion or circumstance that you wanna know, how do I pray about this? What, what, how do I pray? How do I spend time with God around this thing? Just shoot me an email. Um, you can send it to hello at nicoleunis That's hello at Nicole nicoleunis dot com. N i c o l e u n i c e Send me an email, and we'll go through those and do some reader listener sort of questions at the end of this series. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Okay, so that's enough of a pastoral chat. I took almost all of our time on intros today, but we're going to get right into it. And I want to walk you guys through how you might do this same practice for yourself when you find yourself facing an emotion or a circumstance and you're like, okay, I really I really want to connect with God here, and I know how to do my normal Bible study. But what do I do when I'm having this moment, and I really want to be equipped by God? I want to, I want to understand the tools I have and what what God's Word has to say to me in this space. So I'm going to start with one of the most universal emotions that we try, a lot of us try not to face, which is, Lord, hear my prayer when I'm scared, and. We can get scared in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of circumstances. We might be scared because we feel like what's ahead of us is is more than we can handle. We might be scared because we fear a circumstance or a relationship is changing. We might be scared because we're sending our kids off to school for the first time, and we feel so anxious about the dark world out there. There are all kinds of things that get us scared, and you might be scared by real things That really are scary. I think that's a super important thing to talk about with fear. Is that we have real fears that are justifiable, like they're real, and we're concerned, and they make us worry, and we feel overwhelmed by that. That feeling of being scared. A lot of us run away from that. So, if you make space, you. I'm just going to ask you right now: If you make space, and you were going to say, "Lord, hear my prayer," because I'm scared about what? Lord, hear my prayer because I'm scared about the future. Lord, hear my prayer because I'm scared that I'm not enough. Whatever that blank is, the reality is for all 175,000 downloads over the last six months, we have 175,000 different answers to that question. Most of us experience and have to live with a relationship with fear as part of our life, as part of our life as humans. So I want to just share with you guys a very very simple trick that you can use. It's so basic, it's like a little youth group trip trick, but it's really helpful. And that's that in the back of your Bible, if you have a study Bible, if you have a Bible that's has any additional notes in it, most likely if it's got any notes at all, it's going to have what's called a concordance in the back of the Bible. And a concordance is uh, based on topics that you can go and look at that topic, and it will take you to some different scriptures that talk about that topic. Now, some of them will be really on point. Some of them will be like, this isn't what I was actually looking for. But it can at least point you toward a few different things. And I want to look up fear and afraid. And I'm going to go to my concordance. I'm going to look up fear and afraid. And when I do that, I might flip around my Bible for a few minutes and read some of the verses that that points me to. And I want to point out actually two of those that are in that concordance. There's quite a few in my Bible. There's probably at least a dozen. Um, And they give you sort of one line so you can kind of get a sense of what might be in that line. And this is one of the ways that you can get much more familiar with your Bible is instead of just being fed these responses, go do the work yourself. Go do some of that hunting around and see what you find. And a lot of times for me, if I if I take this simple method of like, okay, let me look something up in the back of my Bible. Let me go and read a few verses that apply. And I might just pick one or two that I feel like really speak to me. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to copy them into my journal. I'm going to either copy them down in a journal or I'm going to copy them down on a three by five card. And there's there's something about the practice of writing and of having to do that transcribing, that's really different than just reading it. It's really different than just hearing it. It's really different than just letting it fly by in your awareness or even writing it down in your phone. To do that work like that, that tactile work with your your hands and with paper or with a a little project can help you really let those words sink in. So I'm going to share with you two of those verses that I have done that with that I think have a lot to say to us, even though there's only a few words in each verse. They actually say a lot. Okay. So the first one is John 1427. So that's where my Bible sent me. So when I turn my Bible to that chapter or to that book, I'm gonna to try to like take a minute to orient myself this is why I love a paper Bible as opposed to just a Bible on the phone, because it's easier for you visually to orient yourself when you're in the actual book. So I'm going to orient myself and I'm like, okay, John 14, and I want to read, at least I want to know like what the subheading is in the passage that I'm reading so that I don't just rip something out of context and not make sure I understand like what was actually happening a little bit, right? So From my Bible knowledge, I know that the book of John is a gospel, which means it is about the life and teachings of Jesus. I know that. And then when I go to John 14, I see that my subheading is Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. And so when I go down to verse 27, I actually know, okay, Jesus is actually speaking in this verse. Okay, so that just helps me orient. This is about the life and teachings of Jesus. This is Jesus's words himself. And it's nested within him talking about the Holy Spirit. And if I flip my Bible like one page or even two, I'm going to recognize that this is also when Jesus was teaching his disciples right before he went to the cross. So this is kind of Jesus's farewell message. It's a final word of everything that's important to know. So. In a period of like 1 minute, I've learned a couple of things that are really helping me hone in now. Like, okay, I really want to focus my attention on what Jesus is saying in the verse that I was sent to that's about fear, okay? So John 14:27, this is what it says. These are Jesus's words. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Okay, I'm going to repeat that to you again. Maybe this is a verse that you want to write down. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Okay, so I wrote down that verse because that one spoke to me, right? Now I'm going to follow just a little bit of our method, just a light overview of our method. Okay, what does it say? What is this saying? So I'm noticing that these are simple commands, right? Jesus is stating some truth that I want to understand, right? So first thing I understand is that there's a gift of peace that's going to be given, right? Like Jesus, it's very clear, peace I give to you, right? Like, okay, so I can access peace through Christ, like peace I give to you, right? And then it says, not as the world gives, do I give to you okay, so I that's like very noticeable to me, okay, there's something about what Jesus is doing that's different than what I myself can experience on my own, okay, so I'm gonna I have this other other thing that's outside of my experience that's outside of my existence that is outside of my control that is a gift that's being given, and then we have two commands there's a not command and there's two not commands. Do not let your heart be troubled, do not let your heart be afraid, okay. So we've got a link here. Jesus is saying why we can actually do the second half. Why can we not be afraid? Why do our hearts not have to be troubled? Why? Because Jesus gives us a peace that is outside of what the world gives. He's just laying down truth. It's not like, hey, if you do X, Y, or Z, it's like, this is what it looks like to walk with Jesus. If you walk with Jesus, if you fix your eyes on Jesus, if you adore Jesus, if you praise Jesus... He's going to give you a gift of peace that lives outside of your troubles, that lives outside of the world. And that peace, notice, it doesn't say, my peace I give to you, I will change all of your circumstances so that you are not afraid anymore. No, it says, my peace I give you, it's not going to be like the world gives, and you don't have to be afraid. So Jesus is saying, like, you can live without fear in the circumstances that you are in right now. Nothing needs to change in your life for you to experience my peace. And that is like (laughs) mind-blowing. Just take that in for a second. Like you might not even like that. You should wrestle with that. You should wrestle with the idea that Jesus says, I am not changing your troubles. I am telling you that you don't have to be troubled because I give you my peace. Take that in for a minute. Next verse. This will be our last one for today. Psalm 118, verses 5 through Seven, I think we're going to see a theme here, another place where I might write some things down, right? I love the psalms, I love the psalms for our emotions. The psalms welcome every complicated emotion you've ever experienced. We can find it there, so if you have one that I don't cover, send me a note. We'll cover it. We will talk about it because they're all in the psalms, so psalm one eighteen five through seven this is where my my next sort of landing place was when I was on my search for what can I, where can I go in the Bible when I feel afraid, and here is where I landed: verses five through seven. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord; the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side; I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper; I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. Okay. Here we have a very similar thing going on. If we ask the question, what does this say? We've got a very similar thing going on here. Of course, I want to orient myself to Psalm 118. I know that this is a Psalm of Thanksgiving because it says it right there in my comments. I know that this is a very famous Psalm. It actually says in my comments that this was a psalm that would be recited by the crowds when Jesus entered Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. So this is like a key psalm in the Israelites, in the Hebrew-like understanding of God. And look at what it says here. If we just say, what does it say? It's like, okay, there's sort of a cause and effect. Out of my distress, cause, effect, I called on the Lord because of that. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. So It doesn't say, once again, it does not say that God changed any of the circumstances. It actually makes it really clear that God did not change the circumstances. What changed was that the psalmist was able to enter in and experience God with him in a way that set him free and allowed him not to be afraid. Once again, the circumstances did not change, but the experience of God was such that the psalmist understood that God is with me. And because God is with me, there is nothing humans could do to me that I need to be afraid of. And it's not actually because humans might not do bad things to me. Like, it doesn't say that. It's not like because God is on my side, I will never face any trouble. No, it says like, because God is on my side, I don't have to fear that trouble. I don't have to fear being overtaken, even if I am overtaken. That's a very, very different way of seeing our lives, right? So when you quiet yourself down, when you make space, I want to invite you to find life in these verses, to write them down. If you need to say this to yourself 28 times today, write it on a three by five card, write it on a post-it note, write it on your hand, write it on a scrap piece of paper, put it in your pocket carry it around, read it. Every time you feel afraid, read it. Read it out loud. Pray it out loud. Say it out loud because it's true. And there are so many forces in the world. The enemy's desire is to feed you lies that God is not trustworthy, that God is not on your side, that he has forgotten you. That is the enemy's work. And every time we fall into that temptation, we are we are falling prey to the enemy's schemes. And I know you don't want that, and I don't want that. So we got to get serious about putting on our armor. Like the armor of God is the word of God. And the word of God is something we can carry with us. You do not have to live afraid. You do not have to do that, but you do have to commit your mind And a lot of times it's like work. We have to commit our mind to be like, man, I got to memorize this verse. I got to say this verse out loud. I got to say this thing to myself. And if you do that, nothing changes except for your perspective because God is with you. God is at your side. Jesus will give you his peace. That is already done. It is a given. What changes is that you align your life in a way that you're actually experiencing that reality and you are quieting your heart enough to hear from God. And when you hear from God, when you experience that peace, oh boy, if you've ever experienced that peace that passes understanding, when you have been in the midst of a storm, when you have been suffering like never before and you experience that peace almost like The oil of joy just washing over you. It's just such a visceral, real experience that you will not doubt the presence of God. He is with you. He is for you. He loves you. And therefore, you do not have to be afraid. Talk with you guys next week. How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build. It's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andras, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.